Down a little bit to bring me in. Let's go. Juno. Uh. Uh. Alright, alright. Uh. We can turn me up a little bit more in the headphones. MTA. Yeah. I got him like, he ain't leave college for this. One, two. Impact the scholars with this. A scholarship can never exist. Ain't no money for the rap selling cracks. Folks, what's going on, man? Welcome to a new episode of Foresight. This your boy Artie talking to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's your boy Wills. Happy Thanksgiving to you. We're recording this the day after. You know, I hope you enjoyed yourself, regardless if it was with family or whatnot. I usually be chilling on Thanksgiving. I'm not really a big Thanksgiving guy. I yeah, just chill at the me neither. I, honestly, I'm not a big Thanksgiving guy because like I, my family's mostly like down south. So yeah. like, the family I have up here is like literally up here in White Plains or in like Queens. Yeah, and we don't really get together like that. Uh, so it's like just me, my grandma, mom, brother. Yeah, like even when I was a kid, like I was thinking about it yesterday because I, I was basically at the crib yesterday for most of the day chilling. Then I went. I spent the night at my girl's house. I was thinking, even when I was with my, even when my parents were together when I was like in elementary school, Thanksgiving was never a big day for us. Like, it might be like, mom and dad might cook something. I was in my room chilling. I had the PlayStation 1 and 2, so I'm just playing video games, you know. <laughs> Little dinner, and then it was like, really, that's it. But I still hope that you know, that you enjoyed it. Definitely thankful for a lot of you folks, man, that's been checking out not only the Foresight podcast, but checking out anything my bro Wills has been doing with Small Circle because business is booming with those guys, right? Yeah. Business is booming. Momentum's dead. <laughs> anything coming up so I don't get blown away? What's good? Um, uh, right now, no. I mean, Johnny. Johnny's working. He's supposed to be dropping a, a freestyle to like, a, he don't usually do industry beats, mm. but we kind of like got him to do a beat. I don't want to tell y'all what beat is doing because yeah, that's hard like to find out, but um, he's doing it. But like when he, even when he does an industry beat, he likes to remix the whole, he likes to remake yeah. the whole song and make it his own song. So, I mean, good look out for that. Um, Tay, he's coming with something. Tay, um, My guy, uh, Benny. Uh, yeah, salute to Benny. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Right now, I don't know. I'm not even going front. We're going through our differences, like me and him personally. So, so I don't know. Like, um, I haven't been speaking to him, but I've been speaking to him through other people, whatever. But um, I feel bad for him though, because somebody actually just stole his song. Like, which yeah, one? Um, he got it on SoundCloud. It's like one of the latest songs he dropped. It's called New Wrist. Okay. I don't know if you heard it. It's called New Wrist. Okay. Um, some guy thinks. Spooky. Somebody in the industry stole it? He, he's not in the industry, but I'm not going to front. He kind of got connects because I went to his um, gram. He, he got a little following. And okay. I see he was in the studio with um, French's brother, um, mm-hmm. President Zach. He was in the studio with him one night. Um, but he stole this. Like, he took the beat, the chorus. Uh, everything just switched the words around. Because like, Benny's was like, new ribs, new whip. And his, and his is called new shit. And the funny thing about it with Benny is we was trying to we was gonna pay for Jay Critch to get on that song for okay. New Wrist. But timing it didn't work out, whatever, and then I think he ended up hitting up a fake Jay Critch and gave us a wrong number, then we hit the real Jay Critch or whatever that by the time he answered us, like Benny wanted to drop the song, so we just dropped it or whatever. But um the funny thing about it is that guy got Jay Critch on the song. <laughs> it's just it's crazy right like how to work. it's just crazy but he literally like yo if you if i'm gonna send you the link yeah please, later, please. But I, I want you to listen to it out like if you listen to benny's and then listen to his it's like yo bro you stole like, yeah you, you, you jacked stole the song because like, that's like his latest song like right now like he's promoting it and benny dropped this song like two months three months it's ago. those random controversies and this is also a great time to introduce our guests we got my guy kp here with us also known as classic poet thank you all another dope artist from westchester and uh i definitely want your opinion on this as well because it's low-key a controversy that's been happening in rap in recent years in which like for example this actually happened with with drake and kendrick where their songs popped off and then people would be like, nah, uh-uh, you sound like this guy who happened to release this song months prior and then people align it and create these, like, conspiracy theories. Like, what do you think about that? Um, 
Do you really think it could be a coincidence, or do you think that hey, you know, low key folks are you know taking these songs and remixing it? I, I really do think that sometimes it can be a complete coincidence. Maybe you have maybe the same title or whatnot, but in terms of like in this case, you know, yeah. taking the same beat with the same hook, it's like it can't really be a coincidence. Especially if you had the same feature, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was kind of some, you know. I mean, the, the feature thing, the guy doesn't know us, he so I don't know if he like knew yeah. he was gonna do that, but it's just, I guess he probably like when you the beat, it sounds like a beat you get Jay Christian feature on, so maybe he thought the same thing, but it's just crazy how it all worked out. It's, like how he's just something that's hard to call, yeah, it's hard to call, you don't even know. That's the same thing, man, like. If I really got involved with artist relations and managing artists, that would hurt my heart. It would. So I'd be like, Yo, you, you, like, you, you just stole from us. Like, you take away the opportunity. Like, it is, but at the same time, you know, as an artist and especially trying to get into the industry that we're trying to get into, you're gonna deal with certain situations where things just don't go your way. Mm-hmm. You know, more than more times than not, things is just not gonna go your way. If this is a situation where maybe a song was stolen. That, yeah. that should be all incentive to go back in the booth and make something ten yeah. times more fire than exactly. what you already put out. And it's because like um, the trick is to make something so authentic that it's almost hard to replicate. That's like um, for example, Drum and Drake. How yeah. Drake took the the hotline. The, he took the cha cha. The cha cha. And they expected. Yeah. And then it kind of like took the it took the focus off of drum because everybody. I remember people loved that cha cha yeah. song or whatever. Then Hotline Link came out. It was like it's the same beat. Drake. Mm-hmm. It's basically over. So then. Mm-hmm. Drum went back in the studio. He exactly. said he up and that's when he came and in with that broccoli with Yachty and then Look at him. Works out for both of us. Shout out to Drum, man. It worked out for both of us, for real. It's all about your mindset. You're going to take a couple of losses in this, but you know, you can, you're never defeated. Yeah, never nah, defeated. trust me. I mean, never me. Defeated. Like, I'm not saying like I'm in the game or whatever, but like me trying to get in the game with my peoples. Mm-hmm. We took in a, plan, a few losses As a few times, game. but it's and that's it's a part of the game, game though, yeah. At first we would get mad and be like, blah, blah, but as the, old, the older we got, it's like, this comes with it or whatever. Yeah. And then like, we're going to lose or whatever, then I don't know where we're going to win. We're just not going to expect yeah. it, but. I think that just keep your spirits high. Yeah. I mean, you're talking to a person who's taking his share. Do this too. Mm-hmm. You just you just gotta keep pushing. Absolutely. And KB, to get more into your story, you know, for the people out there that they need to know, you know, my guy here, he dropped a very dope project in yeah. June around his birthday. Please, what's the title of you? Gemini's and Flowtrees. I dropped it right on my birthday. Yeah, right on his birthday. You know, your birthday is less than a month removed from mine. You, June 17th, yeah. I'm May 21st. So we're right there, we're right there, you know. And, and then I'm April 15th. Ah! <laughs> you got two guys in the area, though. It's the same birthday as Biggie. Yeah, I do. Same yeah, birthday as Biggie, that's right, man. Gotta do a big for big. I told you these Gemini's, I'm telling you, this is something in the water. And Kendrick Park. Mm-hmm. You know what it is? Exactly. weird, too? It, it's weird because like I'm not really into the whole, like, what is it called? Horoscope, horoscope things and things like that. But it's weird to me because when I look up what's really my sign for May 21st, people always go back and forth like, oh, you're a Taurus because this is the, the stretch of what is it, April 21st to May 21st. And then people be like, nah, you're a Gemini because it's April 20th to May 20th. And then after that, it's, so I'll just be looking at it. Like, <laughs> I'm a free agent. I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to claim whoever I want based on how I'm feeling this day. I'm going to be like heavy into astrology because yeah. I read into it a lot now. But it, 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 it is legit like, though. I'll be like, yo, a lot of this stuff does describe me. I'm not saying everything describes me. But it, it's a lot of stuff. Yeah, because at first I didn't, I didn't really care for it, but then like certain things you read up on and it was like, yo, this is me, bro. Yeah, <laughs> like, it really bro, okay. like that. No, it came to the point where I'll meet Mm-hmm. Uh, a woman and I asked her what's that sign and mm-hmm. she say something crazy that don't match my sign and it's like you know depending on how you look I might still rock but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I gotta keep my eye out now mm-hmm. you know, this might go left when did your mu- musical journey begin my man um I've actually been writing since I was a little kid like maybe eight nine years old 
you know, I, I, my aunt has been in this music industry. She, she's worked, probably everybody can think of, she's worked at Jive Records when they was label, you know. Mm-hmm. She's been part of Chris Brown's, you know, management crew. She's mm-hmm. worked at Bad Boy, all that stuff. She has credentials. I, you know, I, I used to get everybody's album oh, on CD early before it dropped, which is, it was fun. You know, I used to watch the, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade from her office. And, you know, I was just, I started writing rhymes, you know, my uncle and, my, my father and my cousins used to be in this basement out here. I used to be a little kid watching them kind of just freestyle and took my cousin's little DJ system and everything. I was like, you know, I can do this too. So I started opening up a notebook, writing down lyrics. You know, I put it away for a little bit. You know, it was a hobby because I was in the sports in high school and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But in high school, you know, I was the battle rapper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to see the best rappers from around here used to be at my high school or just in the school. and. I used to battle them. <laughs> just like, you know, I, I was just like, huh? How old are you? I'm 20. Oh, okay. I'm still very young in this. So I used to just battle them, and you know, one day my senior year, you know, me and my brother Rashawn was just like. Who's your Rashawn, man? Yeah, that's my, that's my brother. Hit me back up, bro. You still got to talk, man. <laughs> we, we started hitting a studio in New Rochelle towards the end of our senior year because we, it was just having fun. And at some point, that hobby turned into, well, you know, we can really do something with this. I think it was just one of our songs. I think we did a remix to Uber Everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just started getting attention out and people was like, yo, wait, I just heard that. You know, it was shooting up in plays. We was like, okay, so we're gonna, we gonna run with this. We're gonna run with this. And from that on, it turned into a straight plan. Okay, I, I, it turns out I can really do this. Do this. Like it separated me from just writing letters on a paper to me be able to manifest it as an artist. Yeah, that's dope. It was just really dope. It was a journey, you know. So like, 17, like 17, like 17, around 17, 18 is when I started really taking this serious. You know, it's been two, three years now. You know, and I've, I've, I've taken some steps forward, some steps back, some leaps forward again. It was, and the progress has been evident, dude, because one thing about you, and I, and I really mean this, is like, your sound is very unique because even let's take away like the last project, there is such, in my opinion, there is such a big like poetry feel to it, an influence with how you go into the, go into the song and the way you pick your pockets and of course, as like listeners of music, we're, we're conditioned to be like, oh man, this person sounds like this or this, or this sounds like that. But when I was listening to the records, I was like, I can't compare them to anybody. Like, I can't find somebody. I don't know if you if you got that same thing. Like, that shit was too. fire to me. Like, <laughs> like for real. Like, I, I did, front, like, I did love too. that because I don't know. I love your music, man. I only heard like three songs and I just was like, God. But it was very unique, bro. Because I'm, I'm listening. I'm like, yeah, I can't really draw on something. Yeah, nah, I, I couldn't. Like couldn't. a tip of the tongue, like thing, like you, it's like you can't get it. It's like nah, like, like you'd be like, oh, he reminds me. Oh, he sound like got a sound like, like yeah, you got your own sound. And that shit is fire, bro. I appreciate. Who are some of the artists you listened to like early on, man? That like that influenced like, yeah. around the time I was making that project. Oh uh, no! Just, just in general, just, just like just in general, whether you want to go back to well, okay in the beginning, this person or did these people help, or right now. Well, when I was younger, you know, when I started writing lyrics on papers, I was a kid around the era where G Unit was just the biggest thing out here. So, you know, yeah. I, mean, I was really into the fifty, so I like the fact that his hooks were just it was kind of a melody, but it wasn't too much of a singing melody. People you know, all the time. Then the older I got, you know, I'm a huge Kendrick Lamar fan. You know, I really do appreciate what he does in terms of the art here because he too is somebody who's in his own lane. Yeah. Compared to a lot of the majority of people out here, yeah. so I listen to him. Around the time I made Gemini the Poetry Zone, I started to look back into vinyl records and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. and I was, I was really gonna ask if you was like into old school. Like, oh yeah, I'm, old, I'm an old soul for real. Yeah. People are amazed at some of the people I make up. I was over here listening to Paulette. Parliament Funkadelic, I don't know if y'all know who that is. I heard it. I've heard yeah. it. You have like the Mothership Connection. Parliament Funkadelic inspired the. Uh, I said, like, nah, yeah, because I love Erica by doing that. So the intro of your shit just was like, 
like before you even rap, like just the talking with the beat, I'm just like, oh, this is fire, like shit like that, I love it. And then like now I can tell, like, okay, Erica, I know that was an influence because I listen to Erica a lot. And I hope like when people listen to that, take that first song, Memory Lane, um, I think I hope I people tweeted it. I hope, yeah, I hope people, shit, hope people get the concept of that when they listen to it. Mm-hmm. When you hear all those verses, the whole premise of Gemini's approach is life and love. It's me going through life and love mm-hmm. through my conscience. Yeah, so you hear Gemini's approach, she's talking, you hear those little whispers and stuff like that. It's my conscience talking to me while I'm rapping to you a situation. Mm-hmm. It's hard. I was trying to really think outside the box. How can I be as creative as possible? It certainly worked, man. I'm telling you, it really did. It really worked because, like I said, when I was listening to the project, I really couldn't pinpoint who you reminded me of. It was like I'm, I'm really taking in something original, and that's and that's such a big deal these days because in music, regardless if this person's like the dope, the dopest of the dope, or somebody that's bad, we can usually pinpoint them to a certain direction or to a certain style and it's such a big deal of rap these days where people be like oh man you know these people are trying to sound like this coast or whatever and you you was able to find something that was just so unique and i think it's also i think it's also incredible to witness because it's like you from new york we're all from new york and new york artists in particular are relegated to a certain style even to an extent a certain look yeah. And there's been a lot of hits New York artists have taken in recent years because it's like, oh man, like you don't look like New York. You trying to sound like them. You need to be like this, that, and the third. Yeah. When you see that though, although you're a young artist, what do you really value when it comes to a location's like rap style or the influence? Do you really feel as if like everybody should really be following suit when it comes to a certain thing or do you believe in just hey everybody should just be unique in their own way i think everybody should make music based off who they are as a person you know? thank you yeah your, your, your music is a creative extension of yourself you know if you're a laid-back person if you're a person who is just positive if you're a person who sees everything on the optimistic side you make that type of music make that uplifting optimistic happy music you know what i mean just because you're from a place like New York doesn't mean you gotta make great ten music. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean it from Chicago, you gotta, you gotta make great. Of course, <laughs> of course, being from here and influenced by New York, we're never gonna discredit that. Yeah, you know exactly. I'm saying I'm still, you know, my personality, who I am as a person, music I make doesn't take away that the fact that I'll still listen to Illmatic or mm-hmm. Reasonable Doubt or Jay, you know, whole Jay, Nas, Big L. Like, it doesn't mean that I won't take no. them and, and try and find corners in listening to their music. But I take how they they kind of transcended their music, and I just kind of I, I, I'm influenced. Yeah. I'm influenced, but I'm influenced in a way that's not like I want to sound like them. I'm influenced in a way where I want to be creative like them. I want to put together a real solid project that people can say 10, 20 years down the road, like, yo, remember when he dropped this? The replays had an impact on the entire culture. Replay value, man. Because that's something that's very low these days. It is, yeah, and I don't think nobody cares for that. Like, Replay value. And that's the one thing, like, uh, I feel like New York artists is not always going to sound like a regular New York spitter, like the boom, bat, blah, 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 mm-hmm. or whatever, because it's changing. But I feel like, well, I don't even know. Well, I guess the artists that I know from New York or some of the artists I see, um, they kind of care about, they still care about replay value or whatever. Like, they take their time or whatever. And it's like, interesting because like, for it's... for example, A Boogie or whatever. A Boogie, yeah, it's, it's been interesting. It's kind of a while to drop his shit. It's interesting because I remember seeing this tweet, like, a couple days ago. And I remember somebody saw him on Cardi B, and, and it was like, there was like Cardi B, to be honest. There was like, to be honest, Cardi shouldn't be in no rush to release a project or like an album because the importance of albums or this project in general are like, if you think about it, really going down. There's like, it's really about the streaming. streaming yeah. It's about streaming. So I'm like, so, so they were saying like, it was like Cardi can honestly just fulfill her fans' need for music by just doing singles and whatever. And I remember I added to it and I was like, 
and I was like, to be honest, I was like, forget just having necessarily made an album. I'm like, you're also in a day and age where how you label a project can manage expectations for what people could do. And I was like, for example, you got a lot of these artists who make mixtapes, or you have Drake More Life clarified as a playlist. And I'm like, and when you do that, it's smart because outside of maybe giving you more creativity and freedom, it also manages people's expectations. So if you label it as something that's lesser than an album, people will look at it and go, oh man, that was pretty good. Whereas if it was an album, it may be worse, you know? So that was something I said too, which is, you know what, maybe for Cardi, maybe she doesn't necessarily have to make like an album. She could just make, again, like a little mixtape or just do these singles over and over, like every week a new song like Russ is doing. Like In the case of Cardi B though, at this point in, in her career, anything she does is gonna It's going hot, but she's you know, scared. She's really, she's really branding herself. Yeah. And a real spectacular yeah. way. But she said like she's kind of scared to drop because she don't think it's going to be as big as Bodak. What is it? Bodak. Yeah, Bodak. Bodak. Yeah, yeah. And she's right. And it's, it's not, not but it's, it's not that, but it's just that her star power is so big and the fan base that she's garnered. Yeah. At this point, if she does drop an album, it's going to sell. It's gonna sell because of not because of the necessary music, but the person she is, the way she's branding herself. You know, this is somebody who's on the cover of Rolling Stone. Yeah, like you know what I mean. She's broke. She she held she holds a title that was previously held by Lauren Hill. Like, mm-hmm. yo, I have so much respect for her because yeah. I told you, like, I used to go to the strip club all the time and I used to see her. Like, literally, she dated one of my boys that had just passed away. Like, last year, rest in peace. Yeah, but. She actually dated him or whatever. So like I've been around her when she was like, she, I mean she's still ratchet, but when she was in the strip club, like, like yeah, like ass, like going crazy or whatever. Like yo, so like I respect her, bro. Like it, this shit is lit, and like I know she's lit because she got people like my mom, like gassed yeah. up for her. Like yeah. my mom, she's crossed My over. mom is proud of her. Like that's her own daughter or whatever. My mother has her own Instagram, so I'm like, <laughs> and you know what? I like Cardi B as. Like I just I like yeah I like her too. It's you like know? you cannot like her. You can't like, not like her. Like if you her. don't like her, it's like bro, you hate her. But that's why too. When you think about what we just said, why she could also be scared because there's a lot of artists. I'm not saying there's a lot of artists who reach Cardi B popularity so quick, but there's a lot of artists who we deemed as popular. Like for example, I take Lil Lil Yachty. You know, you look at these guys. Oh man, like they're they're popular. They're in commercials. Lil Yachty was in Target and Sprite commercials and all that. He was trash. And he dropped the album and also sold what at most fifteen thousand in the first week. And 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 those type of sales for him is trash. Be hurting folks though. The thing is though, for Cardi, if 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 we're gonna talk about Cardi releasing a project, outside of yeah, there has to be some standard for a dope project the numbers are going to come about and have some meaning to it. And I, and we're also in a time too where just because a lot of people are rocking with you doesn't mean that they're gonna necessarily rock with you when it's really time to rock with you, yeah. you know? So I think that could play a role into it as well because she got all this popularity and, and this, that, and the third, but let her come out and she sell like 25 in the first, that's that that could dim some of the hype yeah, down, so bro. Kind of scared. I, I don't know if y'all saw it, but there's a clip of J. Cole talking to her mm-hmm. or whatever, and she was like basically telling J. Cole, like, um, I don't know, I just feel so much pressure or whatever, and I don't know if I can make another. He's like basically telling her what we're saying, like, yo, that don't even matter. Stop worrying about what all these people think. You got the hot, you got the hottest shit on the billboard, blah, blah, like basically. Like, you can't really hear it because, like, they're like right there, like yeah. kind of far. Somebody recording them from backstage, but you can like hear it, but can't hear. It. But he's basically telling them like, stop stressing yourself or whatever. It's gonna come or whatever. Whenever you're ready, like you drop it or whatever. Stop, it's not easy, stop listening man. to all these people. That's why you gotta give respect to again to to the Kendricks, the Coles, the Drakes, guys who repeatedly lived up to those expectations and then some. Because standards in rap is changing when it comes to. Again, I was like, we all grew up, you know, at least seeing the mid-2000s and for Wills and I, because we're at least a few years older than you, at least seeing in the 90s where dudes used to pop off with sales. Like, anybody could sell. Like, bad sales back then, even to like the 2000s to an extent, used to be like, yo, like, 
you just tailed off at like five hundred thousand. Yeah, but that's so. that's when you know you had stuff like maybe you know Westchester for example you had a music plus out here you can go and actually buy the CD yeah exactly so the age of technology really changed how album sales it really changed album sales in in general you know you can buy your favorite song on an album for 129 on Mm -hmm. album and that's all you have to buy whereas back in the day if you wanted to listen to your favorite song you had to buy the whole album but still true because it was like when I was young I wasn't really like checking for every song on the album I'll be like oh this is my favorite song there's a video for this blah blah so I need this album I'll go buy the whole album just for like two three songs <laughs> just to listen to like track four like, yeah like, but still yeah. and if you might find something else on so, yeah cause I remember like I think one of the CDs I got was like Jay-Z's Life and, like the Life and Time of Sean Carter Volume 3 or whatever and I think it had like Do It Again and some other shit on it. And I got it for two songs. And then one day I ended up just listening to it. And um, he has a song on it called S. Dot Carter or whatever. And that became my favorite song in the album. And I was like, oh, okay, people actually got some shit. I remember the first album I ever bought. Real talk. Bow Wow the Word Dog. <laughs> that, yo, son, I was the man when I. When I bought that album to school, when I was just at the little Bashores in them, yeah. and all the girls wanted to see the pictures, I'm like, no, I got it. <laughs> I got this scene. And speaking of Jay-Z, guess who's seeing Hove on Monday? You? Me! Seeing Hove on Monday. Where is this? Where is it at? Barclays. I thought he like came to New York laughing and wasn't coming back. Oh, <laughs> oh. Like, I thought the tour, I thought the tour just went off. Like he started in New York. And I, 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 got tic- I got tickets. I got, I got tickets Monday. Is it one of the last concerts? Because usually, if, if he started in New York, he came back to New York. Uh, I think he has. I think he still has some dates left. Exactly. I know he's currently in. He was in Toronto for two nights. He spent a couple of nights. Uh, in Toronto performing. He also had a couple moments where he, he was doing remixes of Drake records. So he rapped, I think he did a freestyle over Know Yourself yesterday. For real? Yeah, and he gave Drake a shout out because Drake was in the building. I was like, yeah, Jordan Neville I hope he ends it. I liked it. I hope he ends it in New York, like the whole tour. Yeah. I hope it will end up nowhere. Weird. Like, you know, imagine, <laughs> imagine being from Brooklyn and you ending your tour in like Milwaukee. Yeah. 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 I was going to say at West Compton, it's like the last day. <laughs> Nah, we're gonna end this in Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> right? Two to Iowa, great crowd. <laughs> but I actually want to switch it up because um, uh, a big topic in rap over the last couple days were comments by Post Malone, in which headlines wise, it was basically said, it was basically said Post Malone says if you want to listen to something real, you can't listen to hip hop or something in that regard. So it was a big controversy. I mean, and, and also too, let's also set it up. We're in a time and era where when it comes to new he- news headlines, outlets just take the, what's like the juiciest part of the interview. They'll spin it in their own way, post it online. For and then clicks. people go, exactly, for clicks and people just go ape. But I do have, what is basically the, the quote, stick with me here. Um, basically, he explains by saying that Apparently, I said that whenever you want to feel something, don't listen to hip hop. It's funny because who am I to tell you don't listen to this and whenever you want to feel something, don't listen to this? Or who am I to tell you that you should feel a certain way when listening to something? And then he goes on to say, when I was, what, what I was saying was that when I want to sit down and cry, I listen to Bob Dylan and his guitar, just like anyone else. No matter how hard you are, where you're from, you're going to have a time where you sit back and reflect on your life and listen to what you want to listen to. For me, that's Bob Dylan. Now, to really get into this, a lot of people, I'm still reading from what Post Malone is saying, he said, a lot of people saying that I don't appreciate hip-hop or I'm taking advantage of hip-hop. My last album was hip-hop. My next hip-hop album is hip-hop. I love hip-hop. I make hip-hop. I want to make this genre and stretch it that so far that people who may not listen to it listen to it. And then the final quotes were pretty much, what I was trying to say is that a lot of people, except for a handful of artists, are saying the same stuff. They're not saying anything super meaningful. I'm 22 years old. I have, I have had not a lot of life experience in the world to talk about the most meaningful stuff. I just sing about what I've gone through, what's going on in my life, and I want to sing about that. Never once did I say I don't appreciate hip hop. Just trying to keep living and make the music that I love. 
And basically he says there's great hip hop songs where they talk about life and they spit that real ish. But right now there's not a lot of people talking about that. So whenever I want to cry and just listen to stuff, I will listen to Bob Dylan. But hip hop's very important because it brings people together. And of course, it happens to be very fun right now. So that's pretty much what he was trying to say. Wells, what do you think about that? <laughs> Wells, oh, damn, I don't know. Like, I mean, I understand. I had to read that entire thing just to provide the prop. Yeah, I want to hear what the media caption was again. Yeah, I listen to what you read. The media caption didn't sound nothing. The media caption. The media caption happened to be Post Malone says, "If you want to listen to something real, don't listen to hip hop." That was the common headline okay. that got a lot of people mad on social media. So and you can also tell that also made that a lot of people didn't read the interview like I just did. Yeah, they, nah, they just wanted clicks because honestly what he was saying was basically true because when I'm feeling down or whatever, or when I'm feeling a certain type of way, I don't listen to like Lil, because Lil Wayne, I don't listen to Lil Wayne or whatever. I'll go listen to like fucking, I tell like Erica Badu or something. I mean, that's, that's still kind of hip hop, all right, for example. But it's still, I know, but like for example, the other day at work, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about some young shit when I was like elementary school or whatever. Mm. So I'm like, yo, I remember the. So I went and I fucking listened to NSYNC, like the greatest hits of NSYNC or whatever. <laughs> now on Apple Music, like you can follow your friends or whatever. So like, my boy had wrote me and was like, yo, why the fuck are you listening to NSYNC? And then he said, why the fuck are you listening to Crime Mob or whatever? And I was, I was like going through like, like my mom was going through when I was young. And yeah. going, so I was listening to all the songs that just came to my mind from like the early 2000s. I'm like, bro, I don't know. I'm like, I'm going through something right now. <laughs> so I'm, I'm listening to shit or whatever. It, it happened. Going through a heartbreak, you listen to some, some Donald Jones. Yeah, that's what I uh, I, mean, listening to, I mean, I grew up listening to a lot of fucking Mary J. Live because my mom, like, loves Mary J. My mom was the same way. Like, every year I get, like, every time she comes out uh, with a CD. True story, y'all know Mary J. got discovered right out there. Yeah. And y'all are so in the gallery. Yeah. Oh, so there used to be this recording group out there. My mother was in high school at the time. Mm-hmm. Then Mary J. Blige really blew up. And she was like, there was this recording booth mm-hmm. in the gallery. And they said one day, you know, I guess she's coming from Yonkers in the gallery and she's singing, you just in the right place at the right time. Yeah, you know? my mom told me that, I'm sorry, my mom told me the same story. My mom loved her. My mom met her in the emergency room or whatever, because I think she was sick or whatever one night or whatever. And Mary J was in there and she just started talking to her, fell in love. I mean, she loved her before that, but that was like, like her moment. <laughs> I don't know, but she, but yeah, I grew up listening to Mary J. So there's times where like I'll go, like I'll be sitting in the crib and I'll just throw on Mad Mary J. And I'll just be vibing out, like vibing out. One time I was with my, with my ex now, but we still cool. But- Need to listen to something else besides sip off the channel, certain emotion. Do you feel as if though, you can help make music for somebody to be like, nah, like you listen to hip hop and, and get those emotions out? Of course, yeah, you know, of course you can make music like that. I mean, hip hop artists have made music that has elicited certain emotions yeah. out of you, you know what I'm saying? Jay-Z made Song Cry, Song Cry. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's a pretty good, pretty song that puts you in this, if you sad, it puts you yeah, in this, you, so, you know, you can do that. Hip hop is, is very, very psychological. Hip hop is very psychological. You can make a song like, that you can make a song like any of that has you jumping up and down, mobbing people in the club, but then you can be somebody like Drake. Yeah, I was about to say, your boy Drake does it yeah. or whatever. Come on, he got like songs like I Hate Sleeping Alone. Oh, Marvin's Room, like, come on. Yeah. This, that's not. Speaking of Marvin's Room, you know, uh, what was it, a good nine, eight days ago, six year anniversary of Take Care. You know what I mean? It was only right. Check out my article, by the way. I wrote an article about that. Not doing the whole, oh, is it a classic or whatever. I don't really care about that. That's that's opinion. That's my subjective. Age will tell you it's a bona fide classic. My age group will tell you it's a bona fide classic. To me, honestly, in my opinion, it is. But I look at it as how influential it was. Oh, super influential. Because you know what? Another comment that happened. I forgot. Don't mean to cut you off, Wolves. P&B Rock caught some flack because P&B Rock was like, in a sense to like people like me, he was like, Drake introduced Melody. And I was like, for, and I remember I quote tweeted it, and I was like, for as much as people will get mad at him, in a way he's right. 
No, but he, he said, I don't know if you saw it with the interview. Like, I, I didn't see the whole interview, but he also said he was like, he's like 50 and Ja Rule or whatever. They kind of did it too or whatever. But like, he's like, when when Drake did that shit, it was it no was Yeah, Drake was like, like a singer. singer. Yeah, he, yeah, he said he was in um, PMB Rock was locked up when Drake came out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, with the best I ever had, he was like, he heard that on the radio and he just was like, oh shit, like this, this shit is fire. And he just was like sitting and waiting for it to come back on the radio and come back. But that's what- I, People I mean, don't understand that like, not everybody is the inventor of things. You can only have like one or whatever true inventors. That group is gonna be very small. But what you're going to have is you're gonna have people who contribute to a cause and even within that group, have somebody elevated. So like I compare it to basketball, like you have obviously Dr. James Naismith who invented basketball and he had the players and coaches whoever who played basketball after that. They all contributed and some happened to elevate it to another level. I definitely feel you. But when I'm thinking of the timeline of basketball and it's like once in a blue moon, it's like you have the inventor, you have all these great players, you have somebody like Will Chamberlain. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and you have players, and then you have Magic Johnson, Larry Bird. And then you have more great players, and then bam, Michael Jordan, you know? Yeah. And then Kobe LeBron Brown. and Kobe. It's <laughs> like, I feel like it's the same thing in music. Like when people want to talk about melodies or whatever in rap, you had the adventures, you had all these great contributors, and of course, some people elevated. But for this generation, Drake took it to another level. And it's something that you can't really disagree with or call blasphemous if you actually remember the time frame yeah. and rap at those times. Drake yeah. definitely he, he changed he the changed, entire course. Yeah, because he changed elevation. He came out like I mean Wayne was still my favorite. I mean he's always been, but I was listening to Wayne a lot. Um, who's I, I listen to a lot of fucking like Max B and French Montana. Right Freedom Wave. Drake came out, so I was and like I don't know. The game was not how it is now. It was different. People forget that, man, because a lot of people claim that they're like they're historians and, and understand where the game was, and then like it wasn't. It's like it's just like what we talk about. Certain people help elevate. There wouldn't be where a, it was. There wouldn't be a PNB Rock or a Bryson Tiller without the Drake, Drake yeah. Tory Lanes, and like man, artists like so many people don't want to Tory Lanes party right. next door. But like I was saying, happy anniversary to that great project. A lot of people changing Chief Keefe. I say he changed the game. Oh yeah, definitely. People don't like to say that. Yeah. Chicago snap. Chicago before Keefe was. My opinion. I want to ask y'all a question real quick because me and we had like this conversation or whatever, um, and we were. He asked. It was like him and this other guy. They was having a conversation. They asked me a question too. But I kind of, I don't know, I, I'm just <laughs> Who's more influential in the game, Chief Keef or ASAP Rocky? Oh, I seen somebody tweet that too. Mm. I don't know if you find my, you, you know Michael Merlot? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Like my guy is out of LA right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all right, so yeah, that's who, it was him, it was him and my, um, my guy Brantley, they was, they was having this conversation, they was having like this debate about it. Mm-hmm. All right, I know my answer. Chief Keef. Okay. I'm going Keef. Do you want me to explain why? Do you want me to yeah, explain? Yeah, nice. All right. I think Chief Keefe is honestly more influential than ASAP Rocky just because even if you look at Rocky, right, and is Rocky influential in his own sense? Yes. But when I really look at Rocky and I go, what is it like when it comes to having a big group, like that's always been happening. If being a fashion oriented rapper, that's always been there. For one, you got that more so from Kanye, your age. But when I look at Chief Keef, Chief Keef basically took, I hate to say it, but Chief Keef basically took gangster rap and elevated it to a whole nother level and opened up a completely new like subgenre. is that the right term, within rap, while also re-introducing like, another scene out of Chicago. Because before Keef, Chicago was just Kanye and Common <laughs> and whoever else. Chief Keef brought up a whole new audience he brought up a whole new sound, and it's a sound that's still duplicated to this day by people who want to try to be on that bang, bang, gang, gang, hey, hey, like all that, like that's, that is for real, for real, for real. Like if you, like think about it, like real talk though, if you take away Chief Keef, a lot of these rappers who follow that platform are not where they are today. 
Because a lot of that could go back to Chief Keith. Yeah. A lot of that could go back to Chief Keith. Like Chicago has a lot of thinking. I know Southside Chicago, they're too busy wanting to shoot each other up, unfortunately, and it's always on some gang gang stuff. But if it wasn't for Keith and that I don't like record and how that literally shifted the course, to yeah. me, hands down, Keith is more influential than ASAP. I mean, I, I think influential, my opinion was, my opinion on influential is who opens up the doors, doors yeah, right. for who opens up the doors. And granted, ASAP Mob definitely, you know, they made their mark on this. ASAP, yeah. Shout out to ASAP Mob, they made their mark on this. But I understand, you know, Chief Keith coming out of Chicago with that whole drug music, which is really a subgenre of just trap. Trap, yeah. You know, he opened up the doors for somebody like Lil Bibby and G Herbert. Yeah. Or even to an extent like 21. Yeah. And all these dudes are Take right. a or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to shout out to the dude. What's his name? Wabian Namir. Rubbing off the paint records with my favorite record the last two weeks. For real. I ain't gonna hold you. Yeah, I heard that joint and I was just like, the beat is retarded. You know, it's hot out the bar. I forgot the shit was on YouTube and the shit just came on next like yeah. and I was about to change it. I'm like this little ass boy with a gun. I'm like, I'm not about, I'm not about to watch this shit. Heard that shit like, that, yeah, and then the beat. I'm like, I'm like getting dressed, so I'm like, oh my god, this shit is kinda of lit. And then I catch myself like the next day clicking on it myself just to listen to it. So I'm like, yeah, this shit fine. But nah, like real talk about Chief Keith to me is like the more influential. Oh no, nah, nah, I thought the same thing. And that's no disrespect to ASAP. It's no disrespect to ASAP. I just feel like um I feel like ASAP he had his little mark. He did have niggas change his swag though. Like he had he a did. Bunch. Yeah, but that, but that happens though. But he also might have messed around lately because I've seen people online like kind of complain about ASAP somewhat changing his style with who he's hanging out these days with the Playboy Cardis and stuff. They feel like ASAP is changing his style up, maybe not for the best. Yeah, because, I mean, right now, he's he's going back to baggy jeans and shit. But yeah, but, like, real talk, though, Chief is, Chief is definitely that guy, like, and Chief, that, at the time he came out, like, his movement also brought along, like, new artists, so, like, who, who, so, like, Fredro, Fredro, uh, Fredo, 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 um, Fredo Santino, the, the other dude, the other dude, Reese. Lil Reese, yeah. like, mad, like, a lot of guys came out under that, and then you started seeing yeah, a lot of folks. See, yeah, from, like, Chicago or whatever. That's Slim, you remember Slim Jesus? <laughs> Who had a moment? how Academics got his start. Yeah. Uh, he started covering, like, drill music in Chicago, and then yeah, he son. took that platform and then just made it for the Keith, whole culture. But. Keith is very, very important for the movement. Like, he's a, he's a legend. Like, a lot of people like to, like, throw out the terms legend and goat. But like, if somebody was like, yo, like Chief Keith legend, Chief Keith go. When I, if I was like, sit back and think about it real quick, I'd be like, yeah, you're right. Like, you're right to feel that way. Because he has done some like, game changing stuff. Game changing People stuff. People have the right to feel anything. Yeah, music is. I said, it's, it's music is very opinionated. Yeah. That's why there's so many genres. It's because people gravitate to a certain type of music. You know, I don't ever like to knock somebody for liking a certain type of music, this type of music, that type of music. It's like, oh, you listen to this, why you listen to this? Because maybe this is just something that attracts you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like my friends know, like, I love fucking low key, I love R&B. Like, my boy, he'll hear some R&B shit and send it to me. He's like, yeah, because I know you be listening to this R&B shit, so here's this song I found. That's the way, bro. That's the way, but yeah, salute to those guys, man, that we just mentioned. Another new artist who's song I, I like as well. You, you, you guys ever heard of Lou Got Cash? I had a record called 10. Uh, make 10, yeah. make 10, spend to save a yo. What's his name? Lou Got Cash, yeah. Alright, I've seen the name. I'm in my bed for letting Drake take care. But getting back to UKP, when you look at and even think about again, rap today. And here you are, an active participant, right? Like, I look at rap sometimes, and Wills, I think you'll appreciate this. I look at rap sometimes, and I, and I really look at it like, this is really on some WWE type stuff. You know what I mean? Because you got all of these participants here, you got all of these storylines, and 
looking at something. <laughs> I'm into wrestling. Yeah. So. yeah. Hey, you got that's a Snoop's little cousin, right? Yeah. She's fine. That's my baby. That's my wife. That's my baby. Actually, love her. Like, guess what's coming to um? Yeah. Guess what's coming to White Plains? I might try to do an interview with her. Who? Charlotte Flair. Right, for that. From book signing. Oh, her. Right. Yeah. I seen my vocals one time. What? And I mean, I've seen a few of them because when I um, when I don't meet it like that no more. But when I was working at Project Heavy, mm-hmm. um, when they have the shows out here, like a few of them come. So I know they have a show like December eighteenth. Yeah, that show next month. I remember being younger and going to the events at the county side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I bought people, you know, because we was driving, we was caught in traffic, so yeah. we was right by the corner of the county center, that back door. Oh, that back lot. Yeah, I seen you seen me. I peep Jeff Hardy just smoking a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> He's chilling like he got his feet kicked back by the door. He's just laying here smoking a cigarette. I'm like, it's dude, it's dude over here. It's dude over here, just chilling, probably smoking, drinking, right? But that's like, that's why he probably doing that crazy. Girl, you shit. Yeah, nah. <laughs> the nigga got, I don't mean to go into wrestling, but once he got fired or whatever, mm-hmm. so he was like working for TNA. When he went to TNA, he was wild, and I seen like a clip of him coming to the ring smoking weed, like dead ass coming out this shit, smoking the L. He fought like Sting, and he was like fucked up, and Sting just got mad and was like, Fuck this <laughs> Yo, bro, these niggas are crazy with the drugs and shit. <laughs> Word, like I'm saying, like we're wrestling. He was mad that we fighting. I really be looking at rap, like, because so many of you guys are in it competing, and of course, everybody wants the top prize. And when you look at it, that's somebody that's, again, you're active, you're rapping, you're making way up. Do you feel a sense of. Competition in terms of you feel as if you gotta compete against somebody, or you feel as if like I'm in my own lane, I'm doing my own thing. I feel like so far so good. I feel like everybody's path is for them. You uh-huh. know, I'll never look at another person who might be doing better than me in terms of plays or fan bases and be like, oh, this is somebody I gotta be better than. I gotta, I gotta do this because I gotta upstage this person. Everybody's story is not the same. That is true. You know what I mean? Of course, you know, it, this is a very competitive industry, yeah. but realistically, if it was meant for you to be at a certain position, you're going to get there. Yeah. The, once again, that trick is creative. You have your own sound. It's like you're going to make your way. You can, you never, when you're running a race, looking back at what everybody's doing is only going to slow you down. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I made that equivalent to a race because when you run it, you looking back and you looking this way and that yeah, way, it takes your speed away. You know what I mean? You know, I wish everybody the best in this. You know what I mean? I wish everybody the best. I hope I don't promote their music or whatever. Yeah, that's a different but... story. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, it's like I wish everybody the best. Y'all gonna do what y'all do. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do, and hopefully we meet each other in the same spot. Yeah. That's just how it is. I think also part of that too is just you're also secure. When you're not insecure, mm-hmm. you don't really gotta worry about other people unless you truly have like a competitive nature about you that just says like, I just need to compete. You know, yeah. like there's just a difference in people. Like, even if I look at it in terms of like, again, like with relationships, you, of course, it's always known and expected like one side's always gonna be like the jealous type and, maybe a little insecure and you have the other side that could just be the complete opposite yeah and some people be like well why are you like that because it's like yo because i'm not insecure like i'm not worried like i know who i am like i know what i bring to the table like i know if it's meant to be it's meant to be if not if not but i'm not going to exhibit all this extra energy just to be jealous and insecure and be over the top with it like it makes no sense it makes no sense I don't get it, man. I don't get it either. <laughs> there's no point in focusing all your energy on what everybody else is doing. Take away from what you're doing yourself. Really? So just, just keep grinding. Just keep doing what you got to do. It's as simple as that. You got to work. You got to make sure you always work on self. I try to tell... First of all, I try to tell myself this all the time. Just because I feel like if you're not really being honest with yourself, and if you're not working on yourself, then how can you really touch on anybody else you know it's like what they say like you got to make sure your house is in order before you talk about somebody else's house and this is weird man it's so weird to see people willingly take on the challenge and again exhibit that same energy towards other people 
But when it's like, all right, go ahead and work on yourself. It's like, no, like, I can't do it. Like, I can't, like, I don't want to work on myself. I was like, why? <laughs> like, why you don't want to take that chance? Dead like, why you don't want to take that chance? Like, I've had to tell so many people that, like, you can't help me if you don't help yourself, yo. You know? Like, you can't help me if you don't help yourself. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Yeah, for sure. And that's just a real moment of silence right there. <laughs> I just left the gym. I just left the gym for you guys. But KP, what else you got in the works, man? I want to know what else you guys want to know. That's a good question, you know, in the midst of, you know, dropping this project. First of all, again, I want to thank y'all for having me, you know, bigging up my previous project for what it was. You know, it was I'm, dope. Glad, I'm, glad the, I'm glad at the numbers that it did. Yeah. And now, you know, this is all just off of It deserved awareness, my brother. Yeah, it was all just off of word of mouth. I'm going to go put my, my, my niggas on. Listen to this shit. <laughs> I, and, I, and I definitely appreciate that. Um, you know, I definitely have, you know, a new project in the works. Nice. You know, I'm definitely working on that. This is obviously, you know, you're only as good as your last work. Yeah. So you can expect just a one up, you can expect a, a more clear sound, maybe you know, more visuals definitely. I wanna definitely Yeah, I was gonna say do you have any visuals now? I don't have any music videos or nothing like I, I definitely, definitely, it's time to really get the gears going on now. But you, even with this project, you can still do visuals. That is true, bro. What we in November? It's only five months old. That's nothing. Do like one or two visuals from there. I be telling my man's like he he dropped the tape like a year or two ago. Is this Johnny and or it, somebody yeah, Johnny, oh. Johnny. And there's songs on the on the project that I like, and I'm like, yo, bro, can we please still do a visual for this? You're like. Bro, I don't know, it's like two years old, I'm coming out with this new project. Hey, that's, that's what it is, dude, that's what it is. Like, a person like me, it's like, once I do something, it's done. It's done, And yeah. I'm thinking so far ahead, and, and that's the thing with me. People will come to me and be like, yo, I like this song. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, bro, like what I got. That's exactly how he is, too, because the other day I was talking to him, I'm like, yo, bro, man, can we do the, um, I forgot I had some video for something. It was like one of his newest shit stuff, but he was just like, bro, I got some other heat coming though. You might want to do, we might want to do a visual for this. Just wait, just wait, it's coming. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> the only piece of advice that I try to give artists, and, and I try to be realistic with it because I'm in a, again, if you like, if you, if you see me on Twitter, you know I'm a sports writer. Yeah. So my idea and handling how to put out content is much different than, than you guys, along with my creative process is different. But I, I do think though, that there's a medium in terms of still understanding like, the same way as a, as a creative in sports, I can understand like you still need to put out content as much as possible to keep the buzz alive and to build your numbers. It's the same way I would tell you artists that you guys gotta keep doing the same thing. Especially when you're working your way up, like nothing grinds my gears more than artists coming up from the bottom who release something and it's dope, they get their numbers, and yet they fail to capitalize on it. And then they wonder why when they do drop something again, it's like, it's like, oh man, I feel like starting over. I could, I could see why too, because I'm a person who doesn't like to put songs out repeatedly, 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 you know, just out of nowhere, because I, I see it like as a process. I see it as if you can make something that's 10 times better than what you put before, it's gonna take certain time and effort to make sure that it's up to par. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a person who is very, very precise with everything. Mm -hmm. You know, I, in the studio, every time I'm in the studio, like I hear everything. So if I have an idea on something, it can take me as long as two months working on one song because, okay, I want this to sound like this and I want this drop to come here. Every day, because it's mm -hmm. the detail that counts. Mm -hmm. So, you I know, guess when I drop a project in June and you haven't really heard anything since then, it's because, not because I haven't been doing anything, it's because I'm trying to make something that's a complete shift of what I put out. So if you think this is nice and I put out something even bigger, it's like, oh shit. Yeah. Like he dropped this, but this. That's how Johnny. That's how Johnny thinks too. The way you like, cause he explained the same. It's all about it's trying to be. It'll take like a month or two months to do like one song, like. I'd be like, damn, bro. Sometimes I'm like, nigga, you retarded? Like, you can't rap? Like, you can't come on? He'd be like, nah, bro, it's just... Honestly, I was just yeah, the way I wanted to sound. Yeah, yeah, and, he was yeah and, I, and I let him rock with that. I yeah, like, I, and, I, and I believe in that, too. I do, and I understand that. So I guess, uh, I guess my only wish would be 
if you're somebody who's going to be like that, and that's completely fine. You just have to find something to do in between. Yeah, so. Not only do in between, but also understand, like, these are the ups and downs with it. Yeah. You know, and understand that if, if you're going to do this, then it may mean that you may have to start from ground zero again. But if you understand that, just like you understand your creative process, then I really have no problems with it at all. I'm just saying if you are the type of artist, not saying that you are, but if you're the type of artist who may want to put out more music or who may want to really have a focus on building your momentum, then you gotta understand when to strike and when to do things. Because you got the artists up top who are suddenly releasing a lot of music quickly. Again, like you have an artist who's suddenly like, you know, getting popular like Russ. Russ, successful debut project, successful singles, he is still doing the weekly SoundCloud records. Or if you look at a big artist, again, like Drake, Drake released four projects in like, what, two and a half years with the few projects here and there. So I feel as if, again, if you're somebody that has the type of focus like I mentioned, then you gotta understand, you gotta do what you gotta do to build on that. But if you're somebody like yourself, who truly believes in their own process, who wants wants to do like that, then by all means, my brother, do you. See, but here's the thing. Do you. I'm never gonna have a problem with that. Here's the thing with that. While I'm doing that, you'll never not hear from me at all. Mm -hmm. You know, that's where, you know, that's where social media comes in. That's where getting performances comes in. Yeah. While you're working on your new stuff, this is where, you know, visuals come in. You take pictures, you know, you, you appeal to your fan base, you know, you yeah. you take pictures of you in the studio and put it on Instagram just so people know that this is what you've been doing. This is why I've been here music because you over here recording. It builds that suspense of, That's okay, true. so he's in here working stuff. Mm-hmm. It builds that. You know, I've, just, I've been out to Los Angeles. Yeah, you went out to LA a couple times. Since dropping this project. So people know that I'm over here, you know, trying to. How do LA trips been going, man? Oh, wonderful. It's wonderful. The only thing I would say is the blow is just coming back to New York having to deal with the weather change. <laughs> that's the only thing. But yeah, that's just, you know, you go out and let people know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you can take time in your projects just let people know what you're doing. I'm studio bitches, man. This <laughs> man's the biggest straight fan. Yeah, boss man got something cooking up. Man. And that's what I'm talking about, you yeah. see? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Don't you see the stickers. See the stickers. I got it from the store. And that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. His last project came out last year. Mm-hmm. He hasn't really dropped anything since then, but you, he has pictures that just let you know he has yeah, something yeah. in the works. It's I, I think we got some of the stickers yet. We got the like how you, It shows you where the past two to three months, they're in the studio yeah. all the time taking like they they never they have a few pictures outside of the studio but I'm like but bro like do you awesome notice music. that they always take pictures together in the studio all the time for the past two months I said watch bro literally a week or two after that the project came and he yeah. wrote me and he was like yo you smart as fuck bro <laughs> and I also I also think this generation is just we have a very short attention span yeah so we come the reason why a person would think like oh, I got to drop this, this, and that. It's because we can listen to a song and it'll be done, done in a week. Yeah. In a week, you want something new now. For real. You, you've already, you've already played, played it out, yeah. and all day. That's the thing. Then and it's all about wearing patient. And like a short, um, speaking of a short attention span, um, that's why they say like it takes like four seconds or like five seconds for somebody to actually like. Think that good thing on the fuck with this song. Like mm-hmm. the first four or five seconds you hear, you'd be like, uh, I don't know, or whatever. Like, for example, when I listen to your shit, the intro, I'm just like, this shit sounds like it's about to be fire. But that's like me personally, because that's the type of music and shit that I be listening to. Like mm-hmm. the way like the beat was playing, and I think he was talking or something. It was yeah, like, it was, it, was, it was like a conversation between my conscience. Yeah, all right, so. <laughs> That's, I mean, you do it, man. That, that was just fine. I'm just like, even before you like spit or whatever, I didn't even know how you was gonna sound. Just the talking, I'm just like, this shit is lit to me. Like, I just like shit like that. So yeah, that's just that's just that. But what you can expect is is the project. I'm definitely working on my new project. You can expect visuals. You can expect features on on other tracks. Can't get too much on the features, but it's, hey, it's all good. Be, it's about to be dope. It's all good, it's about man. To be dope, but it's there. I'm definitely wanting to 
For real. KP, thank you once again. My guy, Classic Poet. Let the people know where they can find your social media, by the way. I know SoundCloud, Classic Poet, right? SoundCloud, Classic Poet. Twitter and Instagram, Classic Poet. We're going to have everything in the description, so it's all good. Classic Poet on everything, underscore. For real. Oh, yeah. That's the song I wanted to tell you about. I heard the the Kodak Black Wayne record. Oh yeah, me too. I, I was listening to Codeine Dreaming. Yeah, I listened to it. My boy sent it to me last night, but I was asleep, so I just looked at my phone. And went back I like it. Oh yeah, me too. I heard the cl- I heard a clip. Um, Kodak was at a, a that's doing a concert or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and he basically played a clip. But the clip he basically played the whole fucking song. So, but you couldn't really hear it because it sounded showing everybody going crazy. But yeah. I'm like, oh, this shit sounds fire. I'm like, wait. Well, he sound like he's expired or whatever. So I'm like, yeah, I can't wait for that to come out. And then I respect that, I like it because Kodak, like just like last year or whatever, he was wild and talking about he better than Lil Wayne, he the best rapper. So he humbled himself. And he got the man. So I fuck, I fuck with it. Facts. And that's the latest episode of Four Side Folks. This is Arden talking to you and soon signing off. Got Wills across from me. Got my guy KP right next God to me. God bless y'all. Yeah. And before we end this, I'm going to give you guys a little, a little sneak peek of what Boss Man got going on right now. And then we end it off. Wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs>